Welcome back to Adventures with Bam. I'm Brent Billings. And I'm Maggie Billings. And today we're going to continue talking about our experiences on the 2016 trip to Israel and Turkey with Bama and Marty and all of the fun new things that you were learning. And we left off where you were going to jump over to Israel and talk about your favorite experience there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Israel for my highlight. Oh, there's so many different things. There's like vacation because we had... You know, we had some like pockets of free time. There's like vacation-y type highlights, like free time. I would say swimming in the Galilee. Um, you mean the Dead Sea? Uh, no. The I'm, Galilee. I mean Galilee. Okay. Dead Sea was cool too. Like absolutely do it. Um, but we went, you were not there, but I went uh, night swimming in the Sea of Galilee with, I think it was like Seth and Anna and Dylan and Megan who have been waiting patiently for the shout out. Didn't of, you go night swimming in the Mediterranean? Oh no, they, they didn't allow swimming. They didn't allow it, but we did go in the water in the Mediterranean. <laughs> there was, there were signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were. But so you swam in every body of water. I did. <laughs> that we came to. If there okay. was water, I went in it. <laughs> but the Galilee, I didn't, I don't think I even knew you went to swimming the Galilee. I don't know I what you were doing. Surprise me. You but. were tired or something. And I was like, I'm going swimming. Probably doing laundry. Uh, probably. Yeah. But yeah, it was like Seth and Anna and me and Dylan and Megan. And I can't remember if Ella was there or not, if Ella and George were there. But that's where we met Dylan and Megan. And I was like, these people are fun. It's fun too, because they, uh, like there's a handful of people on the trip that um, we just didn't know, or I you know, maybe they were in your class and you knew them, but I didn't know them before. And then getting to know people on the trip that we're still friends with now. And I don't know if you can travel well uh, with friends then you could probably be pretty great friends in real life. Traveling with friends. What a great, what a great episode topic idea for, that we might talk about next time. Oh my, stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that was probably my one of my favorite like vacationy type moments on the trip. Mm. Night swimming in the Galilee it was just a cool, cool thing. Um, but as far as like deeper spiritual things, um, I think so. Essenes, I, um, hiking up. Qumran. Qumran. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Marty talks a lot about like the different um, sort of social groups. Is that the right word that existed? Responses to Hellenism. Responses to Hellenism. These sort of different groups of people in, in the way that they responded to Hellenism um, in that area of the world at that time. And um, I probably... I don't know, Brent, maybe you can link a Bema episode about this. Yep. Doing that right now. Noting it right now. I'm, I'm hearing the keyboard clicking. Um, yeah, I mean, listen to the podcast that Brent's going to link if you want, but um, to shorten it down for you, like if you're American, like if you're living in our first world um, Western culture, like we are, um, I'm forgetting all the words. Hellenistic? Yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, yeah, but it's it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, but if, if you want to know, start listening to Bama at episode hey, zero, and you know, about a hundred episodes in, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, just just hang on for a hundred episodes. Um, but one of the one of the people groups in Israel at that time, 
uh, were called Essenes. And basically their response to Hellenism was like, nope, we're just gonna, we're gonna go live in the desert and, um, we're gonna do our thing. They are responsible for the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? Yes. Um, we have those because of them. Um, and most Americans, it's hard to, it's hard to be like, oh, I identify with, you know, this group or this group. Like, you're going to be a mix probably if you're American. I would say I lean more toward Essene in my response in the way that I naturally respond to um, sort of things that <laughs> um, are in opposition to the kingdom of God. So, if, like, for me, that is, you know, whatever, consumerism, empire, like, my response to those things often is like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go do my thing by myself. Like, I don't want to get caught up in the politics. I don't want to argue with people. Like, I'm not into the drama. I'm not going to debate stuff. I'm just going to go do my thing and follow God the way that I believe is right. And, um, and sort of, yeah, hope that that's good enough. And the things about each of these responses is that there are pros and cons to all of them. Um, one of the cons to Essenes is like, yeah, they're out there doing their thing, but they're not engaging culture in any way. They're sort of in this echo chamber of here's how to follow God. Here's how to live life. Um, but they're not, um, not that they would have used this terminology, but for our context, they're not on mission. Um, they're not putting God on display to the nations around them because they're not interacting with the nations around them. Um, so pros and cons there, but, uh, I felt like being at Qumran where they very close to where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, was just a reminder, I think for me of like, yeah, this is who you are and it's not bad. It's, it's something to be aware of, like still, you know, be intentional about uh, being missional and um, putting God on display to people who don't know him. Um, but um, like this is a this is also like the way God has made me and that's OK. And I don't know, for me, like um, memorizing scripture is very important to me. Like that's a that's a discipline that um, I feel very strongly about. And I feel like that's a very Essene <laughs> sort of trait. I took a rock. I have a special rock from Qumran that is my reminder to, I don't know, stay disciplined and do what I got to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jumping back to Turkey for a moment, I would say that my favorite place in Turkey was Ephesus, hmm. <laughs> which I missed. unfortunately missed. You yeah. were sick more on this trip than yeah, I realized. Yeah, I, I always forget about that because I was sick all day. But yeah, there was a day that I woke up and my tummy was not having it. I had to stay back at the hotel. Yeah, which I expected. I was like, okay, every day of this trip, you know, they leave at eight, they're back at whatever, four or five. And that happened to be the day that you guys didn't get back to like eight or nine at night. Mm -hmm. I was so bored. Like halfway through the day, I started to feel better and there was just nothing to do. So I, you know, fresh from my Essene experience was like, well, maybe I should start memorizing more of the Bible <laughs> and started because I had been all over, but had never started in Genesis. So I started in Genesis, did that for a few hours and then watched some movies that I had downloaded. Yeah. On my phone. <laughs> what uh what are you up to now in your memorization? Most recent, uh Exodus nine. Exodus nine. Yep. It's great. So you have all of Genesis down. Oh I mean, yeah, down. That's a, probably a longer conversation. Yeah. What no. discipline but yeah, I have memorized all of Genesis 
up to Exodus 9. I started in Psalm 110 because uh, in another class, um, someone had said that's like the most quoted um, portion of the Old Testament in the New Testament. So I was like, that seems like a good place to start. Um, so I did Psalm 110 through 120, I think. After 119, I was like, hmm, let's do one more Psalm. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I jumped over in the New Testament and did like a handful of letters. I think I did um, Galatians and Hebrews and like first and second, first, second, third John, first, second Timothy. And then I think that's where I was when I jumped back to Genesis. Well, anyway, Ephesus was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of what I enjoyed most about it. I don't know if there's any one specific aspect, but it's just such a large city and it's so well excavated. Although there's actually quite a bit that still hasn't been excavated. Like it's just a massive place. There's different technologies. There are quite a few different types of lessons that you can get because of all the things that are there. There's so much culture there. There's so many um, gods and goddesses at play. There's, yeah, there's just a lot there in the one site. And I think I appreciate, like, before we actually go into Ephesus, we kind of hike up on this ridge and look down on the city and you kind of get to see the layout, mm -hmm. which I always appreciate that bird's eye view perspective of anything. Like if anybody tells me they're from a particular place, I like instinctively pull out my phone <laughs> and open up maps and I want to see like exactly where this is and try to figure out where it is in relation to the other things that I know about and whatever. Like I just love maps. I love diagrams. So being able to see the city from that perspective was really cool. It was a great spot. What a day to miss. <laughs> I know. The other thing that I forgot to mention after you were talking about Heropolis was uh, banjo. Oh, banjo. Lest we forget, there's this <laughs> at Heropolis, um, there was this little dog that came out of nowhere and started like followed our tour group for a while. Yeah, he was with us for a couple hours. And he had these like weird little legs. Oh, he was so great. Yeah, we named him Banjo. <laughs> and poor Marty was like, you know, like focused and in teaching mode. And this is serious. Yeah. And like half the group like band, like we'd, <laughs> he'd stop somewhere to do a lesson and we'd all sit and Banjo would just sit with us and we'd be like taking pictures for Marty. <laughs> Banjo. And he, yeah, I mean, when did he, he followed us like down the hill for a ways. Yeah. And then eventually he just like wandered off and we're like, bye, Banjo. Yeah. Wow. Good memory. Look at you remembering animals. I mean, I'm yeah. Proud of you. It was great. It was fun, fun little moment. There were a lot of cats in Turkey. Cats yeah, and dogs. Yeah, cats that we, we stopped at. Which one was that? Pergamum, maybe, or there were cats everywhere. I don't know. Israel there was too. one place that we got off the bus, and there were just like <laughs> so many cats just like crawling around all over the it's place. It's like the Broadway then, play. And puppies, too. Do you remember where we went? We took an elevator somewhere, and there was a mama dog with puppies. Mm, I don't think I. That's probably where I got my parasite. It's <laughs> always petting the dogs and cats in different countries. I'm always trying to. A story for another time. Uh, yeah. Parasites. You, gotta, you gotta transfer some of that uh, <laughs> Bama skepticism into animal skepticism. Uh, I can't. They're so cute. Do not trust that story. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, is it worth it? Like, like maybe it is, you know? Like, w if I live my life without parasites forever, but I never pet another animal in another country, 
Is that worth it? Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> what would you say your favorite part of Israel was? I mean, Qumran, basically. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there were... For what reason? Uh, I just, I love the dedication. I love the process that they went through when mm. they co- made copies and, you know, whatever... I don't know if you'd call it technology, but their their storage method. Mm. I love that. The fact that they could be somewhere so remote that their work would not be discovered for nearly 2,000 years. Pretty incredible. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, yeah. The world is, uh, is still under discovery, even mm-hmm. to this day, in many ways. Yeah, that's another thing that I... You'll probably be able to... Um, fill in the gaps and explain this better than I can. But I was really amazed. I mean, <laughs> Israel's a bit older than the United States. If you haven't thought about that before, um, to be somewhere like we'd been to Europe and stuff, which, you know, obviously goes back a lot farther than our country. Um, but Israel is a whole nother level. And to pull up somewhere, to pull up to a field and be like, this is the Valley of Elah where uh, David fought Goliath. And it's just a field. And there's no, like, there's no ropes. You don't pay to get in. Like, there are sites. There's some sites that you got to pay to get in. Uh, quite a few, really. Sure. But compared to here, like, can you imagine? I mean, we have, like, we have so little history, but everything I feel like is monetized here. And there, I think because they just have so much history that you're just swimming in it everywhere you go. And it's not even all, you know, like Brent said, like it's still in discovery. But I loved, Marty said something about their attitude about um, like the way they do archaeological digs is such that like, how do I say this, Brent? Something to the effect of, when they are uncovering a site, they leave some for the next generation. Yeah, they'll only excavate so much and then they'll just stop even if they have a hunch there's more. They just have like a designated area where they're like, we're going to we're going to go this far and then we're just going to stop and leave it for the next generation to discover something. Yeah. And I think that is just that is just wild to me because I think you find in the States, not that we're finding <laughs> big cities and stuff necessarily, but. Um, a dinosaur in Montana, for instance, again, another story for another time, but you find something and you get a team out there and you dig it up and uncover it as fast as you possibly can. And you get it all and you search the area. And part of that probably is we just don't have much. So it's exciting when you find something, but, um, yeah, I, and yeah, the level of detail too, they talk about that in Israel, the level of detail with which they, um, excavate a site it's toothbrush level excavation yeah they talk about how in israel it's like they're using a toothbrush to uncover and in turkey they're using a like a rake the, no they're using actual excavators oh actual excavators yeah, no, <laughs> i thought it was an analogy but no it's no, uh, surreal. <laughs> you know in Literal. comparison quite reckless yeah but much faster yeah yeah pretty wild. just a lot of cultural differences too i think even in israel we'd stay at places that were cool. Like we stayed some, one of the last places we stayed at the end of the trip, uh, Jaffa gate, um, was just this cool hotel. Um, but not something like anything that you'd see in the States and areas that like weren't really finished. And the idea behind that is, 
you know, if you're if you're running a business in the states, like you pull out as many loans as you need to to get everything up to speed and ready and working. And my understanding, maybe I don't know if this is correct. Um, <laughs> someone can correct me. Um, is that like you don't go into crippling debt to <laughs> to get everything pretty all at once sort of well it's not even it's not even the crippling part because i think a lot of business owners here would say that it's not crippling like they're mm. going to turn around and use this yeah, equipment sure. or this property or whatever to make a certain return and that's all calculated and it, like it's going to pay for itself mm. but they they just they save up their money in advance and then and they'll like do stuff in stages like they'll save enough mm. save up enough money to pour a foundation for a house and they'll pour it and then <laughs> they'll be out of money and they won't do anything else. Yeah. And then they save up enough money and then they put up the frame and then they just stop and they don't do anything else and they save up some more money and then they, so yeah. it goes on like that. But, I don't want to do that, but I have a lot of respect for people who can do that. Like the, the level of patience, I think, and that is something that I can only aspire to any favorite shopping moments on the trip any, hmm. any cool things you brought home other than your rock other than my rock uh i brought that green dress home do you remember that we we're wandering around old <laughs> it's pretty well established that i do not remember <laughs> you remember some things some things you remember clothes uh sometimes um yeah i don't know we had a little bit of shopping time uh in old city jerusalem and i found a dress found like that it's like a long, green, flowy, loose dress. You, no, you bought a fedora. Did you buy a fedora? I bought a fedora. That was not my finest fashion moment. <laughs> Especially because I bought it like our last day in Israel before we went to Turkey. And it did not pack well. <laughs> Got all flattened. Probably for the best. Um yeah, I don't know. I think uh, an Israeli guy gave me a discount on some earrings because he said I was nice. That was cool. Oh, speaking of guys oh. in Israel, Colombia. Oh, yeah. What was... Okay. <laughs> of our, again, dozens of listeners, maybe if anyone can understand. Okay, so... That was our, our hotel our at first, the Dead Sea. Yeah. Our first morning in Israel. So we get into Israel, you know, middle of the night or whatever. We sleep. The next morning is our first full day. So we get up and just to paint a picture, Brent, maybe you can find a photo and put it in the show notes. What I was wearing, I was wearing a green short sleeve, I don't know, like athletic t-shirt. Oh man, this is going to be a lot of work to dig up this no, exact outfit. It's fine. I have, I have a photo. I can find it if you can't. Um, and black, like <laughs> I got them at a thrift store. So like, they're just black, um, like running shorts that say like Azusa Pacific on them. Um, and I don't know, black, like hiking shoes. My hair was very short. I was tanner back then than I've probably ever been in my life. Anyway, came downstairs to the lobby to go to breakfast. And this man is like sitting at a table in the breakfast area. No, no, he was leaning up against the counter was talking he, to the oh, front desk guy. Look at you. I don't remember anything. I, I remember this. <laughs> anyway, I walk in and he like turns and looks at me with all the confidence in the world and is like, good morning, Columbia. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't stop and be like, what are you talking about? I just like smiled and kept walking 
And I have spent the last eight years trying to understand what does, what does it mean? Um, like what, what? I don't understand. I don't understand what that meant. And we have, we have I, hypothesized. We have no answers. Like if does Columbia mean something? Because, and a couple of people have gone like, oh, well, he probably thought you were in you were from Colombia. Well, why would anyone see someone they've never seen or met before in their life and assume that and then further refer to them? Like, that's not a thing. Like, that that explanation does not make sense. Yes, my skin was very tan at that time. Also, uh, you're in the Middle East. Lots of people have darker skin. So I just don't understand. I will probably take this mystery to my grave and... I don't know. I don't know. There's no answers. And we will take this mystery to the end of the episode. Yep. If you have the answer, please, for the love of all things, tell us. Solve the puzzle for us. And if you'd like to email us with your (laughs) own comments, if anyone else is going on the turkey trip with me and wants to let me know about that, please, abampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Indeed. Indeed.